0: percent since the inauguration Kentucky health officer Bill Altman
1: since November which was the peak of demand in in Louisville and across the country for testing We've seen a pretty steady decline.
0: FBI Director Christopher Wray is the latest witness to appear before lawmakers to talk about the January 6 attack on the Capitol. Correspondent Chris Van Cleve has that. This hearing follows one last week where former Capitol officials testified blaming intelligence failures for the lack of preparedness at the Capitol. Senators have been clear they want to know more about the resources dedicated to combating domestic extremists. The Supreme Court's looking today at putting new limits on efforts to combat racial discrimination. Discrimination in voting. Legal
2: expert Laurie Levinson. One is a challenge to the Arizona law that does not count votes at all if they're made out of precinct. The other is an Arizona law that limits who can collect absentee votes. Both of these laws are being challenged as discriminating against minorities.
0: Most of us feel like we're attached to our phones these days, but the problem has gotten worse for young people worldwide. Vicki Barker reports. Almost four out of 10 British university students are addicted to their smartphones, and their sleep is suffering as a result. Of just over 1,000 London college students studied, 406 met clinical standards for addiction to their smartphones, and more than two-thirds of them reported trouble sleeping, compared to just over half of the non-addicted students. Add Dr. Seuss classics to the list of things deemed racist or insensitive.
1: All that I've noticed, except my own feet, was a horse and a wagon on Mulberry Street.
0: Dr. Seuss Enterprises says it will stop publishing six books that portray people in a way that is hurtful or wrong. Dow futures are lower. This is CBS News.
3: Switch to T-Mobile for business and get an amazing deal on your business plan. Stop in-store today for details. Terms and conditions apply. See T-Mobile.com for more. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 7711 at checkout. That's harrys.com code 7711. Enjoy.
0: If you're like many Americans, you've been communing with nature during the pandemic and not just in the great outdoors. Often it's in our own backyards as Nancy Chen reports. Bird watching has surged in popularity over the last year from simple window feeders to outdoor excursions. The online database eBird reports a 37% increase in users documenting their sightings and more than 2 million people use the Merlin Bird ID app in 2020. I think folks are surprised at what they see once they start paying attention. Caitlin Parkins is a biologist with New York City Audubon, which organizes birdwatching activities.
4: Birdwatching is almost like a meditation and I think people need that, especially right now.
0: Nancy Chen, CBS News, New York. Environmentalists say the pandemic dramatically slashed carbon emissions, but now they're making a comeback two times higher than before the pandemic. I'm Cammy McCormick, CBS News.
3: Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. That's 800-721-4880. 721
5: 4880 Or go to selectquote.com. Since
3: 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials or price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. In today's world, the last thing you need is a broken cell phone. If you've got equipment in need of repair, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair is here to help. Athens Electronic Repair services all brands of electronics, cell phones, tablets, game systems, and more. Plus, during the health crisis, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair offers home pickup and delivery and a contact-free drop-off kiosk outside the store. Don't work from home with a busted computer. Call Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair at 740-590-1677 or visit the shop at 386 Richland Avenue, Athens. Hi, it's Randy
5: and Boots from the Auto Smarts Radio Network. And why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Boots is a man of many talents and has knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Rick Ocasek was the lead singer of what band? The Cars. What was Gary Newman's biggest selling song? Cars. Who was the all-time leading scorer in Notre Dame basketball history? Carr. That's right, Austin Carr. Anything you'd like to add? Cars, cars, cars. 57 Chevy. That's Auto Smarts, Friday afternoons at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. That's a 57 Chevy. Cars, cars, cars.
0: Hi, I'm Kim. And this is Ruth. Please join us every Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. It's the Kim and Ruth Show. It's not the Kim and Ruth show. Show. It's really... Tune in to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth every Wednesday morning at 10.06. And we'll spend time talking about health and wellness topics. And all aspects of healthy living. But we know that you're the real expert in your health, so let us help you make it happen. Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to Make It Happen.
3: Are you ready for an upgrade for your home? Then check out Superior Renovations in Albany for all your home improvement needs. Superior Renovations is a family-owned business of over 20 years, specializing in bathroom and kitchen remodelings. Superior Renovations is committed to superior quality and results. For your free estimate, call 740-517-8795. Great references and great prices available for your next project. Superior Renovations, 27480 Old State Route 346 in Albany. Introducing Donato's Cauliflower Crust Pizza. Donato's
1: Cauliflower Crust Pizza has 30% fewer carbs than the brand's thin crust. And you can choose from three signature 10-inch pies, including cauliflower heat with pepper jack cheese, jalapenos, fresh red pepper, and plant-based sausage. Or the cauliflower garden with green peppers, onions, mushrooms, and plant-based sausage. Not your style? Totally okay. You can make your own 10-inch cauliflower pizza to your liking. Only at Donato's on East State Street in Athens.
2: I am EPT. do we appreciate oysters oysters
3: raw
5: raw raw Coach Turf you're coming off a 33 nothing loss to SOS in your season opener but there must have been some bright spots in the game for you
1: well no not really I don't know what ball game you was watching but I knowed that we was in trouble right there at the start of the ball game when we kicked off because we was breaking in a brand new kicker Sammy Sidewinder and he come up to that football his first college football kickoff and he took up a divot that Good old Shank Wedgman, the star of our golf team, shoot, he'd have been proud of that rascal. And oh, uh, oh, Sammy kicked a tee further than he kicked a football. And then they recovered it on their 41 yard line, I guess it's downhill from there.
5: Well, it does sound like an ominous beginning.
1: Well, I know no, you, it wasn't very good at all.
5: I know you told me that going into the game, you thought their safeties were inexperienced and you'd be able to work on them with your passing game. How did their safeties play?
1: Well, they played a real fine ball game. In fact, they played a better ball game than I thought they'd play. We had a special play cooked up for the star of our team, our star wide receiver, Needles Norgren. You know, Needles, he's six foot nine, weighs 98 pounds. Rather he's thin, a, young he's man. A, he's a rather thin boy. And uh, we tried to take advantage of that. I mean, we was wearing our white road uniforms and Needles being so thin, we figured he could lay right down on the sideline. And when we centered the ball, we'd quick throw him the ball, and he could run for a touchdown. He jumps up, catches it, you know, and... Uh, we thought we'd take advantage of their inexperienced safeties, when they caught on. We run that play once and got a big gain, and right after that, uh, I, I bet our quarterback, 12, uh, third and 12, must have thrown seven interceptions we were running that play.
5: We'll be back with more from Coach Turf in just a moment.
6: And uh, brought to you by a steak and shake, right? Is that what we said? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Okay. Yeah. Steak and shake. Steak and shake. Um, let's see. Where's the button? What am I missing? Oh, there it is, right there. Oh, that that? Yep, that. Yeah, that. Okay, okay. Right that, that. Stick and shake. Well,
5: Coach, it's customary for coaches to award a game ball to the game's MVP after each game. Which member of the Oysters gets that honor this week?
1: Well, we're not giving it to nobody, but that ain't because we don't have nobody to honor. It's because we don't got no game balls. Uh, that's because, uh, you know... We was pretty cramped on the Packard this road trip, everybody making a trip. You know, every once in a while, when you go through the season, we got some boys that leave a team after a certain number of ball games, and by the time the end of the season rolls around, you don't got as many boys on the team as you do at the start of the season. But this start of the season, we got a lot of boys on the team, had that Packard pretty cramped. So what I did, I give the game ball to Coach Lewis and Coach Clark today to have it sitting there waiting for us when we got there. And since we don't got no game ball, you can't award nothing if you ain't got it.
5: Well, Coach, this sounds fairly serious to me. You mean you you still haven't heard from Coach Lewis and Coach Clark? Are they still lost?
1: Well, I'm back. Let me get that. Hello. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's right. Well, I guess that's okay. long as you and Coach Clark's all right. Why don't you uh, give me a call along about Thursday with what you got. We'll see you. Bye.
5: Well, who is that, Coach
1: Lewis? that's right. You know, he said he had to sell the game ball for a couple of bus tickets to Indiana so as they could scout our next opponent Indiana Orthopedic University, and, boy, you know, that trip's going to wear them out.
5: How's that, Coach?
1: Well, you got to take the back roads to get to IOU, and that always makes you bone-tired.
5: Be listening again,
4: sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the fighting oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only coach, Art Turf.
3: In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM970 970 and 97.1 FM. FM. Yeah, boy.
6: Ah, it's a Tuesday. Beautiful sunshine booming in our window this morning. Still, it's only 28 degrees outside. Still chilly. But that's going to climb up. Mid-40s are high today. Almost 60 tomorrow, they say. And we got a free for all Tuesday. It's the party line on WATH. Ah, uh, good morning, folks. Welcome, and um, let's see here what do we have 914 uh, here at WATH. um okay seriously Scott do you like um, the show do I like art Turf show yeah uh yeah
7: I have you heard me back here laughing whenever oh, some sure. things occur <laughs> I mean it's so stupid. It's goofy, but it's a funny parody, yeah. you know, about football. And especially, you know, when you hear these th- quips in there that uh, the, the the interviewer said, the sports guy said, your game kind of got off to an ominous start, didn't it, coach? And the coach says, well, it wasn't very good. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I just... and and then he said, goes on to say the kicker kicked the tee farther than he kicked the ball. <laughs> when they kicked off <laughs>
6: comparing it to a golf divot and all that yeah so. yeah well anyway i just uh well yeah i, I don't know what uh, it eh. what
7: okay or, yeah yeah that one too that's pretty fun at the end I, I see people out and about you know when i'm out and about Out and, and a boot that tell me that you know they've heard us talk about do we like this show or should we keep this show and everybody that, that says something when they stop me and we chat about something, uh, sometimes they'll leave me with, uh, you know, don't take art turf off. We like that show. You know, a husband and wife. And they're like 60s, I guess. It, all <laughs> ages. You, it, know,
6: they, it, you know, it does consume five minutes or so. And um, so if I have a guest, we generally drop it. Um,. Because you know, I want to. I want to have the guest have the full, sure, full period. Yeah. But <clears throat> um, anyway, I think we have a caller as well. Good morning.
2: Good morning, guys.
6: Hi. Good morning.
2: Thank you very much for starting out the day with Coach Archer. Okay.
6: Okay. See, <laughs> you, you, you're uh, <laughs> reinforcing this, are you?
2: Well, laugh just good for you.
6: Of course. Amen.
2: And he makes me laugh.
6: Yeah,
2: yeah. I think he said one of his players was six foot nine and weighed ninety eight pounds. And yep. his yeah. Name was Needles. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I love football. Yeah. But this but it's they just it's perfect way to start today.
6: You know. <laughs> I don't know where I found this program. It was many years ago. Yeah. And I kept it on the shelf back where I have collections of things. And then I found it um, this last summer, and I gave it to Connor, and I said, "Listen to this," and he couldn't believe it. <laughs> and uh, Connor's course, what, twenty-two?
7: Well, he's also,
6: you know, a sports fanatic. Oh yeah. Um, anyway, so I said, "Let's put it on the air." And he said, "Are you kidding?" <laughs> oh, okay. you know. And I, I said, "No, let's let's run it." And he, since then, he's become a fan of it too. But anyway,
2: uh, it's just great. Just keep you. playing. It. Okay. You must have mm-hmm. some other older things.
6: Oh back yeah. There. You know, one of the things I, I'm trying to find them, and the other thing is some of the the uh, what do you call it the, the the media that it's recorded on. Well, like reel-to-reel tape recorders, right? Oh yeah. Okay. <clears throat> now we have couple machines here but none of them are installed or working so we have to get that working again because well just personally one thing I'd like to bring back is the Fred Palmer commentary
7: I would like that myself
6: okay. yeah just and thought
7: you'd like to know
6: yeah Yeah. and of course um, and, and there's others too so anyway we have a great it's it's okay. So behind the station, there's a, a like a mobile home, right? Uh huh. That we turned into offices, which were supposed to be for like ten years temporary, right? <laughs> <laughs> Here we are approaching fifty. Anyway, <laughs> sounds uh, like me. <laughs> yeah. So in fact, my own office is there. But back in what was the kitchen is all storage of these old programs and things. And um, we just got to get into it because there's a wealth of stuff in there.
2: Yeah, that'd be great to hear some of that stuff. Yeah.
6: Okay. Hey, thanks for your call.
2: Yeah. You guys have a great day. Thank you. You too. Bye.
6: Bye bye. She always sounds so happy. She is.
7: Again, like I said, we've spoken off the air when she's called during, you know, either the morning show I do or Sentimental Journey, and we just she's just a cheerful person.
6: I want to meet her. Maybe I have. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I just like her nature. Yeah, the reason
7: right. I said something about Connor's age was just the age range of how people like that show, the Art Turf show, you know, about.
6: You mean it, it crosses all ages? Yeah, wide okay. wide range. I didn't know what you meant there exactly, yeah. but now I do. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, it's just nuts. That's And I like things that are nutty. I
3: do.
6: Um, Can I get my coffee refill in here? There it goes. Having trouble getting the thermos cap off here. Okay, good morning, folks. It is, uh, let's see, I don't know what I've said and what I haven't yet. It's March 2nd. I don't think I've said that, but it's Tuesday, and I have said that. Um, Let's see, today is National Read Across America Day which I think once upon a time was, um, they called it something different. They called it Dr. Seuss Day. I don't know why you couldn't have both. Dr. Seuss was cool. Anyway, Read Across America Day. It's World Teen Mental Wellness Day. It's National Old Stuff Day. And National Banana Cream Pie Day. Mm, mm. No, don't go
7: there. Mm, mm. Okay, <laughs> That's all I will say. I
6: know. Well, you know me and bananas.
7: <laughs> yep. That's right.
6: Okay, let's see here. What else is it? On this date, in the year 1796, Napoleon Bonaparte is appointed the Commander-in-Chief of the French Army in Italy. 1807, the U.S. Congress bans the slave trade within the U.S. effective January 1st of 1808. So let's see here. They gave him what, nine months? What is today's March 2nd? So they gave him about 10 months to stop doing it, if I interpret this right. Interesting. Uh, Let's see. Ho Chi Minh, 1946 on this date, elected president of North Vietnam. Not too cool a guy. What else here? 2002, the U.S. invasion of Af- Afghanistan. Well, on any given date, there. Are, I mean, I've only skipped through here and hit about four out of a dozen different things I could have read. Famous birthdays, by the way, Dr. Seuss. Born on this date in 1904. That was also my dad's birth year, 1904. By the way, Dr. Seuss died in 1991. My dad made it a little bit further than that. Chris Martin, who is that? This is someone celebrating their 44th birthday. Chris Martin. Chris
7: Martin, uh, looks like a sprint car driver. Okay.
6: Huh. Well, yeah, let me show you his photo.
7: What year was he born? Well. Let's see. Oh, it oh, doesn't get just the age? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh yeah, I think he's a race car driver. Okay.
6: Uh, Desi Arnaz has in uh, Lucy and all of that, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. This was his birth date, but in 1917. Mikhail Gorbachev, who's uh, still alive, of course, celebrating his 90th birthday today.
7: Oh, uh, a correction to Chris Martin there. He's also a race car driver, Chris Martin, but the one we're talking about here, he's the lead singer of Coldplay who is a uh you know alternative top 40 group okay. great music they play they have one song they play that's um called Charlie Brown i love that song <laughs> you have it here i uh, no, we i haven't been able to find it but i'm going to well surely it's in our fm system i look for it there too uh okay. th- there are a lot of coldplay songs in there But uh, Shane is going to be working on adding some new ones, so I'm going to add that to the list.
6: Okay, famous deaths. There's two to point out today. Howard Carter, born in 1873, died in 1939, wearing a remarkable top hat in this picture here. Howard Carter. The other one we have is John Wesley. And... uh, Born in 1703, but died on this date in 1791. So Howard Carter, what do we have? Howard Carter was an English archaeologist
7: and Egyptologist. He became world famous after discovering, uh, discovering the intact tomb of the 18th dynasty pharaoh,
6: King Tut, in November of 1922. Well, we've talked about King Tut yeah. sometimes on this show. I remember going up to Chicago to visit a an exhibit okay and then John Wesley I'm on the tip of my tongue I almost think I know who he is a religious leader right yeah he
7: uh, was an English cleric, theologian and evangelist who was the leader of the revival movement within the Church of England known as uh, Methodism uh, the societies he founded became the dominant form of the independent Methodist movement that continues to this day. Some people, will, you know, they say, John Wesley, oh, the Wesleyan Church, right? Mm-hmm.
6: I was right. like, no. Right.
7: But you're in the right ball
6: game. <laughs> okay. We'll set those over there. Uh, let me give you um, an abbreviated um, update on the COVID status. I'll just do Ohio and Athens. Here in Athens, um, we had six new cases to add to our number la- uh, yesterday. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, that brings the total of cases thus far in our county to 4,637. Okay. Um, Let's see, if you want to take the cases against our population size, that's 7%. But, uh, as of today, 347 are active cases. Um, I believe 165 are visiting a hospital in either ICU or regular And 182 are uh, recovering at their homes. So the 4,637 cases since this all began on March 7th, we're approaching a year now, Real just in a few days. 4,261 have recovered. Uh, In the last few days, there has been uh, uh, two deaths added. So we're at 33 now since it all began. And the other uh, interesting fact always is how many vaccines. 8,840 people in our county have now received at least one shot. And a number of them have gotten the full thing. We also have that new Johnson & Johnson uh, to add to the mix, which is a single shot anyway. And they are talking about getting that started. I don't know about uh, Athens yet, but they're the first doses of that to actually be administered somewhere in the nation today. Yeah, some of them are in Columbus, actually. Fair enough. Now, the state of Ohio. Of course, we're like 11.5 million people here. Um, In Ohio, it started on January 24th. Wait a minute, that's not right. March 1st. So, one year ago yesterday was our first state case. Yesterday, there were 1,552 new cases, bringing the total thus far for the state to 968, I'm just going to round it off, 969,000 cases. Presently, there are 71,549 active cases. 7,000 of those are in uh, an ICU unit. 43,299 are in a regular hospital room and 21,167 are at their homes recovering. Of the 968 to 969,000 cases, 897,425 are recovered. But the state has had 17,346 deaths. Uh, bu- 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 bu. Let's see here. The last thing, vaccinations. Okay. As of, let's see. As of 2 o'clock yesterday, 1 million. 687,834 people have received at least one dose, and many of them two now. Um, So they're vaccinated. Um, That is 14.4% of our population. By the way, I don't think I mentioned this, but in the case of uh, the Athens County, we're at 13.5% of the population. So that's all I've got on that one today. Um, (coughs) Let's see here, Scott. We've got a couple of things. Let me bring these all over here. What did I do wrong here? Oh, I see what it is. Okay. So, I'll give you, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get through most of these, but I'll give you some choices. Okay. Um, just, well, maybe this one we could do first. So I'll ruin that for you. Um,. <laughs> Since we just talked about COVID, this is a COVID report. uh, And it's entitled States That Have the Fewest Restrictions Due to COVID. All right? All right. Um, We'll take a guess. Where do you think, what state has the fewest? Uh, Florida. They come in eighth. So there's seven that are le- less restrictive than Florida. Alaska. Comes in sixth. Oh, I'm getting closer. Yeah. Getting warmer.
7: Uh, mm, can't be California.
6: Mercy. No, it's on the other end. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they they rank 47th as having the most restrictions. Okay. All no, right. no, no, no. They rank 47th overall with... The higher the number, the most restrictive. There we go. That okay. makes more yep. sense. Got it. Okay. So then, I didn't mean to, you know. So the state with the the fewest restrictions, Iowa, followed by South Carolina, then Oklahoma, Idaho, South Dakota, Alaska, Utah, Florida, Tennessee, and Montana. Those those are the ten with the least. How about the ten with the most? We'll go from, the most severe will be the last, okay? Okay. So Washington State comes in 42nd, Colorado 43rd, New Mexico 44th, North Carolina 45th, Massachusetts 46th, California 47th, Hawaii 48th, the District of Columbia 49th, Vermont 50, and Virginia, 51st. Um, Let me just scan this real quick, see if there's anything earth-shattering in here to, to add to this. We have had this report before, but there's been changes. Well, I mean, the, my Idaho. Idaho was uh, number ten. Now it's number one in terms of restrictions. Stuff like that. Okay, I think we'll put that one away. Okay, now. Uh, Scott, we've got best cities for electric car owners and best and worst states for women. Hmm.
7: Let's go with the latter. Okay. I'm interested at since since uh, March is National Women's Month, I believe it is.
6: You know, in my house, every month is. There you go. Um... Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Pat's not listening. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Let me get a sip here. Mm, Good job. National Women's History
7: Month, too, by the way.
6: As you pointed out, with March being Women's History Month and women experiencing 50% of the net job losses since the beginning of the COVID thing, the personal finance website, Wallet Hub, that I refer to often, as you well know, released its report on 2021's best and worst states for women, as well as... Uh, or no, just for women, period. Let me tell you what that last few words was going to be, as well as accompanying, accompanying videos. Okay, so... They also sent out some videos with these reports. Okay. So I didn't want anybody to think I was hiding something. But we don't need video here. We're better. Yeah. We're vocal. Yeah. You know, there's an (laughs) odd thing going on. And we we actually are fiddling with this a little bit. Scott, this is going to completely throw you off guard. Okay. I think maybe you mentioned this to me, but go ahead. There are a few radio stations that are also streaming a video of the studio. Yeah, ESPN does that
7: on some of their sports talk shows.
6: Okay. So there's been a little conversation
7: about that. Oh, jeez, Do they? Do they really want to see us? While, while we're listening to Art Turf?
6: <laughs> Why not? I mean, they're doing the same thing. They're laughing or they're. Oh, um, we need
7: to see them then. Shaking just, their head or whatever. They Just have one great big Zoom media board up in the window there. So well, we I, now see that's, that's
6: being done as well. Yeah. But um, oh well, <laughs> um, we're far from doing that, but. The point is, we could have you watching us as well. Oh boy! In this program, <laughs> what the world is on the base of that computer monitor? Well, uh, oh, that must be your disinfected sanitizer. Dried in heat. Oh yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> that looks dirtier than if it were not cleaned. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Um, good okay. Thing, good thing we don't have video right so. now. Have we forgotten what we were talking about? Women's History Month. I didn't. Okay. (laughs) I I almost had. Okay. To identify the most women-friendly states, they compared the 50 states and the District of Columbia across 26 different key metrics. Uh, A couple of examples, let's see, the data set ranges from median earnings for female workers to women's preventive health care to the female homicide rate. Those are three different, wow, okay. So, best states for women. Worst states for women, so we're going to do the top ten and the bottom ten initially. Okay. You think Ohio's in any of them? Yes. You're wrong. So we're in the middle, and I don't mind being in the middle. I was hopeful. Okay. Um, I hate to keep pressing you. What do you think um, is a great state for a woman?
7: Oh, well, since uh, Ohio's not in there, I'm going to say New York
6: Um, New York makes neither the top or worst.
7: Hmm. So right in the middle there. Well. California?
6: Um, Neither. Goodness. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay. I've pressed your hand. The best state. Let's let's count it down. So South Dakota comes in 10th, Wisconsin 9th, Massachusetts 8th. Washington State, 7th. Iowa, 6th. The District of Columbia, 5th. North Dakota, 4th. Vermont, 3rd. Maine, 2nd. And Minnesota, 1st. Interesting. Now, you know, I'm a real fan of Vermont. And I'm always amazed how they show up nicely in these various reports. I like Maine a lot, too. Were both Dakotas in there in the top ten? Yes. Number ten and number four.
7: Yep. And then uh, Minnesota in there, too. Wisconsin.
6: Minnesota was the best. Okay, let's go the other direction, of course. The worst. So, at 42nd is New Mexico. 43rd, our neighboring state of West Virginia. 44th, Nevada. 45th, Texas. South Carolina comes in 46th, Oklahoma 47th. 48th would be Louisiana, 49th, Arkansas, 50th, Alabama, and dead last, Mississippi.
7: Interesting that... The geographical Mm -hmm. difference there from north to south.
6: Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's let's do some uh, specifics. Let's see here. Best versus worst. The District of Columbia has the highest median earnings for female workers. This is adjusted for cost of living. Which is thirty five thousand five hundred and seventy four dollars. Which is one and a half times higher than in California, which has the lowest. Twenty three thousand forty nine. There goes my phone. Potential spam. Okay. Did you get that one? Did I do it well enough? Yes, I think so. I got it, yeah. Okay. The District of Columbia has the highest share of women who voted in the 2016 presidential election. Hawaii has the lowest. And what are we talking about? So, District of Columbia, 77.2% of the women voted. In Hawaii, 49.3%. Okay, poverty. New Hampshire has the lowest share of women living in poverty. That's 8.3%. Which is 2.7 times lower than the state of Mississippi, who holds the highest rate, which is 22.3%. Once again, folks, we're talking about women. This is Women's History Month and the best and worst states for women. So let's go on a little further. Alaska has the highest share of women-owned businesses. 22.9% of the businesses in, in uh, Alaska are women-owned. Uh, South Dakota has the least at 14%.
7: It's interesting. Yeah, especially after that earlier ranking.
6: Massachusetts has the lowest female uninsured rate, 2.1%. Texas, the highest at 16.5%. Now, folks, let me just remind you, I only brought in um, a summary like, oh, no, (laughs) I guess yesterday I brought in the big report. Oh, okay. Okay, so let me set this over here. Let me see if there's anything that really jumps out at us. Well, I I guess what I was going to say before I realized I had brought in the larger report is that if you look up the word wallet hub, let's see, is that? And I don't think there's a space between it. So wallet hub. Uh, you could look at, uh, in greater detail, any of these reports that we bring in here once in a while. I have, just over the years, found them to have some very interesting topics, and I trust what they do. Uh, to be not biased, if you know what I mean. Yeah. To make a certain point. So... Um, of course, here on a radio live radio show, we can't give all the details. All right. Well, let's 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 then uh, move on. So let's see. The other topic I had mentioned to you, Scott, was electric cars. Yes. Now, was it Ford? who recently announced that they were going to eventually, and I don't know if this means two years or four years, but they were going to trans tra, um, transition, There, that's the right word, to having all Ford vehicles. I'm sorry, all electric vehicles. Um, now, you know, they have a heavy bunch of truck lines, so maybe... Maybe we're only talking about passenger vehicles or something like that. But yeah, it's I thought a, that was an interesting, I think I heard that somewhere.
7: Yeah, it came uh, after a similar pledge by, from General Motors. Oh, they're doing it too. Yep, where they said it intended to mostly produce electric, uh, electric vehicles by 2035.
6: Now, to my knowledge, in my neighborhood... There's one electric vehicle. I mean, now, now why am I judging it like that? It's one where they drive it, and then they plug it in. in so I can see it plugged in when it's sitting in the driveway, right? Mm-hmm, yep. Now, there may be other <clears throat> cars in my neighborhood that are... Partially electric. I don't know how that all works. But what I'm hearing is that... Well, first of all, I brought in a report entitled... Best and Worst Cities for Electric Car Owners. Now, I have a great friend... Who was saying that these car batteries... I, I, I guess they're expensive I would assume so so Scott have you I mentioned to you just just google that a little bit yeah so if you have an all-electric car um, the thing that's going to give out I think first is the battery Do they say anything like the average battery should last a typical three years or something like that? Yes, they what, do. What
7: is it? The, well, first of all, the cost of replacing an electric car battery runs in the thousands. Thousands. Mm-hmm. A Nissan Leaf battery, for example, costs $5,500. Holy cow. Mm-hmm the price can be offset by the Leaf battery refurbishment program. Customers pay about half the regular fee to receive a refurbished pack, though the program is only available right now in Japan.
6: Okay, now I'm just wondering is the 5000 cover just the Cost the new battery, yep. or does it cost recycling of the old? That's that's the battery cost itself. Okay. So,
7: okay, what do you do with the old battery? Uh, you can. They are recyclable. Uh, however, uh, some things that I've looked at here. Um, we'll just go on to say, uh, May of 2019, Nissan studied driving and charging patterns of nearly 40,000. Of these Leaf Nissan Leaf owners in Europe now after they looked at the miles driven and the effect on the battery health Nissan concluded that the Leaf's battery will outlast the overall vehicle by at least 10 years now that's that's Nissan alright so uh, there is a consumer disposal fee uh, in California for example where it says all batteries in California must be taken to a household hazardous waste disposal facility, a universal waste handler, or an authorized recycling facility because they are very flammable. Hmm. So,
6: But it doesn't say what it costs to turn them in,
7: right? Well, uh, there's the fee that the dealership will charge, but it does not list how much. But according to that first report, it said half of the price of the refurbished. No, I missed that. I
6: missed that. Okay, now we've got a caller that's called in during this. Do you have anything to add to this?
4: Yeah, well, one of the things that um, the electric car industry driving hard uh, is going to generate is uh, we had a grid problem in Texas just because of a storm recently with our electric grid. Sure you got to be careful what you ask for and what you get because if our industry of the automobile with the massive numbers there are across the United States transfers over very quickly, we do not in any way, shape, or form have preparation for that in our electric grid. Right. And we have too many people fighting it too much uh, because of fossil fuels and the inability of... What we have, other than fossil fuels, to carry the load—that is something we really have to address. Uh, we, we've got to look at in the eye rather than after
6: the fact. Right. Now, you know, I have—I've um, got a medium-large generator, and I have a little generator. Um, I suppose the little generator puts out. The- Later, I'll call you right back. Okay. Was that me or you?
4: No, that was my wife.
6: Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It is National Women's History Month,
7: you know. Yes, it is.
6: (laughs) So, um, you know, can a small generator um, boost those batteries overnight?
4: Yes, David. the the difficulty with that is, and here's part of the problem, If you look at a lot of the charging stations that are being established across the United States right now, they're being run by diesel generators. Really? Yes. Now, for those that tout clean um, transportation or clean uh, means by transportation of the electric car, there's a little bit of a hypocritical uh, direction being taken here. And, I understand that to run a charging station is just one engine versus um, multiples running at the same time. So it is a reduction. But we really do have to look at our electric grid because right now we as a country, and Texas just proved that, do not have the ability to carry the massive load it would take to dump the automobile industry onto it as a charging need overnight mm. yeah. on a short on a short period of time, even even in a decade.
6: Now if if I'm just does it say, uh Scott, how far that is how many miles you might do on that battery before it needs to be changed?
7: Uh no, I, I don't get a total mileage amount. Or did they I, say
6: how many years a battery might Last, right. they're saying seven to ten years. Okay, Good. what
4: they're doing now is they are at least going to the point where they're they're designing a charging system within the car yep. that will charge as it travels to a limited degree.
6: Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. I mean, you can't make uh, electricity from no usage. You, you it takes usage to to generate. So eventually that nulls itself out, or it nullifies. But overall, that is the direction they've got to try to take, is make that much, much more efficient in the ability to recharge while in motion, using the car's physical motion to, whether it be using the air that's going through and porting that, however they design it, but there has to be a way to make that more efficient in that direction for a charging back into the battery rather than raw charge at a park state
6: well, you know, and then you hear that uh, your replacement battery costs five thousand five hundred bucks.
4: everything is expensive when it's new yep here's the part that they don't address either the same thing they don't address with solar energy. The cry is the carbon footprint is evil well you know, from from fossil fuels. And, okay, that has its positives and negatives, but um, the carbon footprint for making a solar panel, the carbon footprint used to make a battery, one of those batteries, is pretty tremendous, too. Okay. So you have a good, bad, and an evil in everything. There, There's not anything in this world that's perfect.
6: Well... I knew that part. <laughs>
4: well, you looked in the mirror
6: this morning, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have a good day, okay, Dave. Thank you, thank you. See Bye. you, Dave. Okay. <laughs> you uh, know, Dave the, Russell of uh, of uh, TV Supply joining us.
7: Yeah. Another thing they talk about in these this research too, is the uh, the pile up of batteries once once they're done, if they're not recycled, that they, we could see a uh, very real possibility i've of, seen those piles yeah of a, a a big disposal plant and having nothing but a a huge pile of electric car batteries in them too so it could be an environmental hazard hazard as well and with these being flammable you know it's uh, could be an environmentally challenging as well
6: well they ranked uh, to 200 cities Irvine, California, where my wife was um, for the last three months, visiting our son out there, is the most electric-friendly, electric-car-friendly city. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Riverside, California, number two. Sacramento, California, three. In fact, one, two, eight- out of, no, nine out of, no Colorado and Utah. Okay, eight out of the top ten are California cities. Now, how about the worst cities? You see, what are we doing? We've got a minute and a half. Worst cities, uh, they say Midland, Texas is dead last. And they only went 200 deep. Then um, a bunch of Nevadas. Another Texas, Michigan, Detroit, actually. That's odd. Miramar, Bridgeport, Murfreesboro, Olaf. Okay. Well, yeah, if
7: I can add something real quick here. This is from the Institute of Energy Research. It says the global stockpile of these batteries is expected to exceed three point four million by twenty twenty five compared to about fifty-five thousand last year this is almost a 62-fold increase in seven years
6: yeah well you go from nothing to something yeah i mean of course it's going to be big yeah folks um we're going to wrap up the day here uh, next in sound of course the sentimental journey program scott yes indeedy and uh come on get, along you'll get underway here in about uh, seven seconds well no we got CBS news first so have a great day out there,
3: won't you? In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. Athens This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com.
0: I'm Cammie McCormick. The Johnson & Johnson vaccine is rolling out. Errol Barnett is keeping track for
2: us. Here at the UPS Healthcare Command Center in Louisville, social Brian Thomas's team social is, social team social is social tracking world. vaccines across the U.S. and Europe. While we're excited to have the new volume come on board, and that re- represents another provider, we absolutely can't lose track in sight of all of the other responsibilities we have for the existing two providers.
0: Now another pharmaceutical company says it will assist Johnson & Johnson as correspondent's Stephen Portnoy reports. It's a unique and historic partnership for the two New Jersey-based pharmaceutical giants.
5: Merck will devote two of its factories to filling and producing the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. It could take months to get the process going, but the joint effort has the potential to dramatically increase
0: the supply of COVID vaccines. The increase in vaccines has states and counties scrambling to set up more appointments for people in Miami.
2: It's a great relief. You can't see my
0: ear-to-ear smile behind this.